Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was a secret society that practiced mystic philosophy and ancient magic rituals. Established in the late 1800s, Samuel Liddell McGregor Mathers was one of the three founding members. He assisted in developing the practiced rituals after their sacred text, the Cipher Manuscripts, was decoded by another founder. To this day, no one knows exactly where the manuscripts came from. It was a society that drew in many notable mystics, including Bram Stoker and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. The original Isis Urania Temple was founded by the Order in London, and four more were established not long after, with locations including Edinburgh and Paris. In 1890, the famed poet William Butler Yeats joined the London Temple, entering as a member of the First Order, completing its course of study, and becoming what they called an adept, a member of the Second Order. Later on, he would become the chapter's leader. Another author and blossoming scoundrel, Alistair Crowley, was brought into the fold by Mathers, where he increasingly explored a more licentious range of rituals. The time came when he believed that he should become a member of the Second Order, but the rest of the members had grown concerned with Crowley's dark and deviant behavior, fearing how he might use the advanced knowledge and magic for his own nefarious gain. They denied his request, but Crowley wouldn't tolerate it. Yates and the other magicians had no authority to refuse him initiation. He traveled to the Paris Temple, where he met with Mathers, who was still the Grand Poobah of the Golden Dawn. Mathers was also at odds with the magicians in London, and so he was ready to assist Crowley in any way. The first thing he did was initiate him into the Second Order. But now Crowley wanted even more. He wanted control of the London Temple. So Mathers told him what to do. He provided Crowley with the appropriate spells and exorcisms to use against his enemies, and instructed him on what to wear when he did so. Magically armed and dangerous, Crowley donned a Scottish Highlander kilt and a shirt bearing the Crusader's cross, strapped on a dagger for good measure, and marched over to the London chapter. When you think of an occult society practicing what they call magic, you probably imagine they meet in some kind of hidden, underground chamber filled with torches and altars, and protected by false walls with cryptic symbols written on them. It's certainly what pops into my mind, thanks to illustrations, movies, TV shows, and video games. The magicians did call their meeting place a temple after all. But where the Golden Dawn met in London was quite the departure from the kind of place we would all imagine. They rented out the second floor of an unimpressive three-story building. To the left of a dingy first-floor shop, they entered the building's front door and walked up a staircase to reach the second floor. Crowley stormed through the front door in his ritual garb, ready to engage in a battle of wizards. Yates and a couple other members rushed out to see Crowley standing at the base of the stairs. With his finger, Crowley airdrew an upside-down pentacle and began to chant black magic spells at Yates and his companions, who in turn began deflecting the dark magic with their own counterspells. While both sides shouted at one another, not much else happened. Crowley began to ascend the stairs, still shouting out his spells. 
Perhaps getting closer to them would help him prevail. Yates' spells didn't seem to be working a whole lot better. Thankfully, Crowley was now right in front of him. He pulled another trick out of his sleeve to deliver the final, defeating blow. Yates raised his leg and thrusted it forward. His foot landed squarely on his rival's chest. Crowley, not expecting such powerful magic to be unleashed upon him, fell backward and down the stairs. He survived the fall, and the men escorted him out of the building, then calling the police to keep him out. The forces of good prevailed. Although the battle was ended, the war wasn't quite over. Yates continued in his attempts to cast spells on Crowley from afar, trusting that they would limit the powers he believed Crowley possessed. But as you can assume, nothing came out of them. While it's a story that seems to include elements worthy of an epic tale of good versus evil, it ended up being nothing more than a cartoon slap fight. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener.